Hey, good evening and welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. And the way it works, if you've never been here before, is you get in bed, you turn out your lights, you pull up your covers and you press play. And we're going to create a safe place where you can set aside any thoughts or worries and just listen to your voice and I'm going to carry you off into dreamland. And the reason it works, or the secret, is that the story gets a little bit more and more boring as it goes along. So first you're distracted from your thoughts, and then you're asleep. Now, you can reach us here if you have any feedback at feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter, D-E-A, <laughs> D-E-A-R-E-S-T, I think, Scooter, C-O. O-T-E-R, Dear Scooter, on Twitter. Wow, Botch City. If you if you have a chance to uh, subscribe, if you can subscribe in iTunes, on iTunes, on your computer, on your phone, that'd be great. Or if you can review and rate us on iTunes. Big shout out to Tim Murphy for giving us a review on iTunes. Thanks, Tim. Now, I know a few Tim Murphy, so I don't know if this is a Tim Murphy I know or a Tim Murphy I don't know. But either way, thank you very much. Uh, and let, if you've given us a review in, in the last couple of weeks and you want a, a little bonus episode, shoot me an email, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com, and let me know, or let me know on Twitter, or leave a comment, whatever. I think that's that. We, I think that's it tonight. We don't really have a lot of uh, nonsensical, meandering, talking introduction for me, so let's just get on to the nonsensical, meandering episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Tonight we have a new episode of Get Bessos, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny's escape from Perturp. The tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny's escape from Perturp. I can't say purgatory. The tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny's escape from purgatory and return to Earth in a quest for vengeance against Jif Bessos founder of Amazon.com, an internet entrepreneur who they feel crushed their retail empires or their legacies or whatever. You can find older episodes at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash getbesos, G-E-T-B-E-S-O-S. When we last left off, there was like people inside a whale, a hell whale, and there was people that had escaped from Impending doom and hell, which I don't know, is that is that what an oxymoron is? I don't think it is, but there's like a bunch of bad stuff about to happen to hell, the place of hell, and so James Cash Penny helped everybody escape from hell, and they're all in some random canyon. I know, doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's hell, you know, it's beyond sense. And like I said, there'd be some nonsense, so that's what you're here for. So James Cashpenny got everybody out of hell, and they're in a canyon, and some people were in a whale. Would you think about it for a quick second? Where would you be? Rather be a canyon right outside of hell, a mysterious canyon, or inside a whale from hell? Um, I think I'd go for the canyon. It's also, but take this into consideration: the canyon's populated by all of the. Denizens. I always wanted to use that word properly. 
I think this would have been my big chance, but I can't even pronounce it, much less use it. Denizens. I don't know what the difference between a denizen and a citizen is. I will look it up. But, yeah, all the people from hell are there in that canyon. Inside the whale, some people from hell, some people not. But, well, let's not worry about it, and let's get on to the episode. A, a slight piece of bad news, and I, I don't have the details on this. Breaking news, by the way, it's... um. June 5th or 6th or 4th, <laughs> it's a Friday, June, yeah, uh, I could look, but it's going to take a minute, yeah, it's Friday, June 6th, just found out, according to breaking news, Melanie Griffith and Antonio Banderas are uh, breaking up, getting divorced, ending their marriage, so that's sad, and I'm sad for them, because... Uh, Antonio Banderas takes over the next part of this episode, and I'm going to have to turn it over to Antonio, and I'm sorry to hear the bad news, bro, on another episode of Get Vessels. hey That's the Antonio Banderas part right there. hey All right. All right, when we open tonight's episode, when we open tonight's episode, we're in this mysterious, that mysterious canyon. Off of hell where we last left off. And James Cash Penny's standing there surveying the landscape before him, mostly the people or former people of hell. And he's kinda of wondering what he got himself into. But if we know anything about James Cash Penny, is that he's action oriented. So he's a, he's a, he's a, he doesn't have he's usually in my opinion my opinion only, at his at his best when he has like a, a sidekick or someone to bounce ideas off of. But right now, he's kind of on his own. He's looking over things. He's like, man, okay. We got all the hell here in this canyon. Hmm. Well, not all the hell. That's what, oh no. Yeah, there's still people out there. I got, I got to i got to follow the rest of this trail of tears, but I don't know. I, I need to get everyone back from hell now that hell may, may, may or may not be gone. <sighs> oh, man. All right, well, i got to get everyone back from hell. So James is like, okay. He calls over Chiron, the, uh, the centaur, or as sometimes I like to call him, the horseman, or stagman, I might even call him. But uh, Chiron comes striding over. I remember Chiron's a guy. He's got a horse's body, human torso and head, but also his front legs are human, so a little freaky. And then, uh, I mean, you wouldn't want to stare at him because he'd probably put a spear through you. But just, just, just setting up, setting it up, just setting up his trotting. So he trots over. James like, hey, Chiron. I need you to do this. So we're gonna, he said, lean in here. So it's so all right, I'm going to take uh, my boy with me. Kind of trots off with his buddy. I forget his buddy's name. Like Big B, we'll call him. I think it, Big B, his buddy. And that, that guy's a full stag man. No, no front human legs. And they trot off some direction. And then James, okay, I got to get everybody back. 
He's okay, wait a second. They had like the magicians and the astrologers in a certain part of hell. And uh, he goes, uh, I wish I, I wish I uh, knew something. And then all of a sudden he sees this guy who's been working his way through the crowd towards James. And James is kind of not paying much attention because he, he, he's kind of, he's even for James Cash Penny, he's feeling a little strange, like not wanting to make a lot of eye contact with all these hellions. But this guy's pushing through, and then James looks up. Oi, oi, mate. Oh, mate, it's me. It's me. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I lost me, uh, me name tag, but, uh, hey, hey, you're my buddy, right? Oh, hey, plate glass, yeah. Hey, what's up? You, uh, got a skiff for me? You got a skiff for me? I've been missing me skiff. You remember I had me skiff? Yeah, plate glass, welcome. What? Well, hey, that might, might. Let me just thank you on behalf of all the sullen and all the wrathful and me lady and her sisters. Yeah, what was your lady's name again? Oh, you might you called her Megs. You called her Megs. She's down there. Uh, she did a, which I'm really appreciative of you saving us all. And her sisters, that that goes down there telling them about a uh, couple time, couple who you know he's trying to deal with her jealousy. Believe it, the angel he brought in. With a who's the boss? He's telling us all these wonderful stories. Oh, Tony Maselli. Hey, you guys over here. I love it, mate. But I got to know. You know I need a skiff, mate. You, you, you know, you got, you go in, you, we're in this canyon here. I see a creek, creek down there. I'd like to get in a skiff, you know. I was wondering if I had your permission to throw, throw together a skiff. You know, I'd like to skiff it. I'm, I got, I've got that skiff, uh... Skiff fever, mate. I can't. I can't take it. You know, it's it's like uh, I don't know if it's a okay. Play glass. Play glass. Play glass. Calm down. No problem. We'll, we'll figure out a skiff for you. But uh, I need to know. Uh, I, I need. Th- there was a section in hell with like magicians and astrologers and sorcerers, right? Oh, might might yeah. I believe. Well, they, remember they called. There was not a circle. We got rid of the circles, or my big boss got rid of the circles. And I'm only familiar with me section, right? I just skiffed around me section, right? And then Megs will come, take me away, torture me for a bit with the rock and the feasting and the sexing. And then she put me back and I'd skiff around, and then my skiff was gone, ruined. Remember? You are part of ruining me skiff. But. There is, I know, I, I was listening. It, there was a because when the when this guy talks about these, who you know, he's he's keeping us all so. There's a whole a bunch of us at this. I I can almost forget about me skiffing, but it got in there. There's no stories. I asked him, you ever got any Tony Maselli stories about the boss? Who's the boss of the skiff? He said, No, mate, no skiff stories. Tony Maselli don't skiff around. So I miss that, uh, but um, yeah, there's some magicians and stuff uh, down there. They're listening because the, there was one time that Tony needed to raise the money because what happened was Jonathan broke a glass, but it wasn't really Jonathan. But Jonathan was taking the blame, so he'd look like the tough guy. And the pizza shop owner was like, "Oh, what kind of guy am I? You know, 
Tony Maselli, oh my God, this kid. So Tony, he, he gets this magic show. They're going to raise all this money. And then there's a kid that's sick, and it's all, oh, it's touching me hard tonight. Almost as much as me skiff. But yeah, that's so, so there, I can call him in. Do you, do you need, what do you need? A astrologer, a sorcerer, magician, witchcrafter? What, what do you think, Mike? Can you call me in a, uh, who's the most powerful one down? I'll find out, I'll send him up, I'll send him up, all right? So plate glass goes down, goes back down to the, uh, the circle. Who's the boss section of hell, hell canyon, as I just decided to call it just now. He gets down there, and then it makes a big deal, and then he gets in an argument with Meg's his girl, Mega, 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 Mega and then this guy stands up in flowing robes. And then another guy stands up, but he, that guy's in one of those suit. He's in a suit, a suit, like a suit from last 30, 40 years. One of those suits that don't have collars. So they, they kind of look like they could be the, from the future or the past. It could be from 1970. could be from 2034. But obviously it's not from 2034 because... I mean, well, maybe that that movie about future crime was right, and you could get... I don't know. Probably not, though. So that guy gets up. Those two guys start walking towards James. These guys walk up to... uh, They start walking up to James, and they get up there. So the guy in the flowing robes and the guy in the suit, they walk up, and they get up to James. And the guy in the flowing robes, he has has one of those conical, 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 like a wizard's hat. Like you'd see at, uh, I don't know, you wouldn't even see it at a convention anymore. They're almost, it's like almost, I hate to word, use the word tropey or overkill or too fake, but it's like one of those wizard's caps you might have seen 10 years ago, like a f- real fake wizard with the cap. I don't know, like a dunce cap type wizard cap. And the guy's in the lead and the guy that suits me. Oh, friend, oh, friend, you call for the power of Gandar the Great. I've come to offer you my powers. And Jim's like, okay, okay. Gandar the Great, what's so great about you? Oh, no, no, friend, I'm Gandar the Great. G-R-A-T-E. Right, I can grate on nerves. Oh, I, I... I'm Gandalf the Great. Well, I say, okay. Um, and what powers do you have? I have the power to irritate, friend, and to do many other things. And uh, okay, well, wait, wait, just the power to irritate? Because you irritate me. Can you get to? I ask for the most powerful, powerful. Oh, I am. I'm Gandalf the Great. Okay, hold on. Don't talk anymore. Because remember Gandar the Great. I got you out of hell. You and the uh, strange suit here with your intensity and quiet. Who are you? My friend, I am Mesmeral. A mesmerist. This man is as irritating as he says. I would like to destroy him. Oh, you cannot destroy Gandalf the Great. My power is beyond time. 
Okay, listen, Gandar the Great. Need you go? Do you really have any other powers other than grating? Oh, do you, do you have any skiff experience? Skiff experience. Okay, so go back down and listen to more. He was the boss. Uh, now. Okay, Ms. Morrow. Yes, my friend. I am Ms. Morrow. What do you need? Listen, Ms. Morrow. Are you a sorcerer, a wizard, or a magician, illusionist? Ms. Morrow. I'm a me me mesmerist and an illusionist and master of mind and body and many more. I, I've been in hell a long time, my friend. I just know I'm Ms. Morrow. Okay, Ms. Morrow. Um, here's what I need help with. I was thinking, now, I don't know how much you know what's going on, but we're, we're in like a temporary... What? There's like other people. There's people that got out of hell. Creatures. De uh, I'm not even sure what. I need to call them back or figure out some way to call them back. And I know none of them. I don't think. I don't know. How, I, I don't know how to do it efficiently. And I was thinking, well, if there's someone down there like you. Somebody had some like ESP type power. And Mesmaro. I mean, that sounds pretty promising. Like if you're the most powerful of all of those dudes down there i mean how long like do you know anybody that has like actual magical powers i mean or do you like, like uh uh because then i could just get everybody back in hell and then we can i can move on to the next problem because until i do that there's like there's like a regular earth where there's stuff you know my friend you need to calm down take a breath <sighs> breathe with me mr james cash penny well, how'd you know my name's Breathe With Me, Mr. James Cashman? You are relaxed now, James Cashpenny. I am. Wow, I'm a little more relaxed. And then the way you say my name, then that you knew it, that puts me at ease, too. How did you know? Do not worry how I know your name. Now, you want the great Mesmoro to round up the escapees from hell and bring them back to you. But yeah, that's basically what I want. Well, I feel I owe you something from escaping us from hell. And I'm, I'm quite appreciative. Because uh, we suffered terribly. I was the leader of our group of, as you say, magicians and astrologists and yes, peers and such, tarot readers, palm readers... We've suffered terribly down there. Well, really? Ms. Morrow, tell me more. Sounds incredibly interesting. Oh, it, it, it's, uh, it's terrible. Who'd ever, ever, it was like, uh, you know, originally we would be back in the day, they would, before this, one of these hell redos, and we'd just have our heads turned around backwards. We'd always be walking in the wrong direction, and and bad stuff would happen, but they changed everything. And now, we're in this eternal magic show. A performance, illusion performance, spectacular. And they had it all. It was terrible, my friend. It was terrible. Well, from tomorrow. I've, been, I've, I've actually been to a few of those. I mean, like, talent show you're talking? Like, really, just really people not good at, you know... I went to one at a library one time, uh, 
And yeah, these kids were too. Oh no, my friend, not like. I mean, there was some amateur hour, things on purpose, I believe that. But no, it was a. Uh, our minds would clear after before the performance, but then we'd be waiting and there'd be a illusionist, different illusionist every time we'd be performing. He'd say, "Oh, okay." Need to have all of our attention. We'd all be mesmerized, even myself, mesmeral. And uh, all of a sudden, it'd be like, okay, keep an eye on this one. And then you pick someone out of the audience, and you never knew if you were going to be the pick to volunteer. And then it'd say, watch the wand, and it would disappear. And then some, uh, right when you were at the height of your anticipation, something was going to happen magical. Something painful would happen. The wand would shock you. But it would last you to be electrocuted for like two or three years. And then they would move on to a show, but everyone else in the audience, other than the person shaking and electrifying, would forget about it. And then there'd be a tiger, and he'd be in chains. They'd say, oh, I'm going to escape from it. And then the tiger would jump into the audience. And, and it was, oh, my friend, or a beautiful assistant. And, oh, it was, it was my, wow, that sounds... And you wouldn't remember it. You'd kind of remember. You'd, you'd know you'd be anticipating something cool happening, like the wand turning into flowers, and then butterflies or doves flying off, like as Mesmero. But you know, it was terrible, and we'd forget. And like I said, your mind, you'd forget. Part of you would anticipate something bad happening, and part of you would just be sitting there, saying, oh, what a lovely magic show. And then you'd be... And then. Oh, oh, it was Mr. James Cashpenny. Can you breathe with me? I'm just so... Okay, I... I, I okay, there, I breathed. Listen, Mesmero, it sounds like... Well, it sounds like you were in quite a pickle down there. It doesn't sound very pleasant now. Now that's all gone, Mr. Mesmero. Is it Mr. Mesmero? No. It is Mesmero. I mean, Mesmero. Mes Mesmero's fine. Mesmero is, I mean, Mesmero. Okay, Mesmero, listen. Uh, yes, yeah, so, sound like you had a rough time in hell. I get it. Um, we gotta get, I need your help, like, mind controlling and calling. Can you send out some brainwaves and, and everybody come back to hell or something? Well, what, well, why? Why would I? want to help you. I mean, you saved me, so I owe you something. But this whole hell operation is in the why, why, why would I care about what happens on your earth and, and what, you know what I'm, Mesmero, come on, man, I can tell you're decent enough. I mean, you were, right? You weren't, like, were you, what were you doing that you got in hell? Purely for my love of magic and illusion and and pushing they say it's a dark art magic magic is real my friend i know magic exists in the hearts of every boy and girl i know all that stuff mesmero you got you got like can we just go on the the golden rule here i know you weren't treated you probably don't feel like you were treated with gold oh the golden rule what did i do practice Delight in child's eyes and and Shriners conventions and and that's all Miss Morrow did and then boom Miss Morrow's in hell at a, a magic show of of doom and worse 
Oh, 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 Miss Morrow, I feel so bad for Miss Morrow. If I could go back and tell him, I'd tell him, just be a tailor, man. I don't care about your, your magical mind. Okay, Miss Morrow, we're getting off track. I got it. I, I know you don't have any love lost for... There's probably somebody you care about, maybe. Would you die in, like, the 20s, 30s or something? Oh, it's uh, my pain. The pain is seared my mind, my, um... Miss Morrow's my... Okay, Miss Morrow, Miss Morrow, now I need you to focus. Can you send out some message or not? I cannot send one out of here. Oh, what could we do? What could we do? Okay, what about... And I know this is the stuff that got you in trouble. I'm going to cover for you. We're, we're do, using the golden rule here. What about any mind control? Can you control people by their minds? Yes, I can control the minds of some people around me and then have them do my bidding or your bidding. But that, how is that the golden rule? Would you want your mind controlled? Well, if it was for good. Okay, listen. This is, okay. Oh, shoot. What about if you, uh, can you can you get into the minds of all the giants? I mean, I, they, they like me. They'll do what I say. I just need you to kind of focus their minds and tell them to uh, send them out and, you know, have them break out of this canyon. I think if they work together, there's a couple of them that can fly, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe you can work with some of the other wizards on that. Oh, and then just send the giants out, send them at top speed around the world. If they need, you know, once they can swallow people up, right? Yeah, like, and they just send them out to collect everybody. Like, put them, didn't the giants used to store people in their mouths and their stomachs without getting them hurt? Oh, this sounds strange. Yes, uh, this is not, uh, Mesmaro's. Not co- okay, how about this? Can you link my minds with the giant? Ah. Uh, I will link your minds with the giants. Close your eyes, Mr. James Cashpenny, and your minds will fuse with the minds of the giants. Okay? Ooh, oh, 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 yeah. All right, giants. Why, why am I talking in your voice? Well, our minds are melted. All right, giants. It's James Cashpenny, Miss Morrow. Okay. We need you to go across the earth. Feel the power of magic. Escape, I see a crevice. Oh, wait a minute. I feel like I'm in the mind of a giant. Oh, yeah, I'm crashing through the crevice and blasting out across the world and flying and swimming. Oh, wait, 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 what's that giant? Contact the Titans? Okay. Ms. Morrow, can you do, can you get the Titan? Ah, uh, yes, into the mine. Can we, un- can we unleash the Kraken, Ms. Morrow? Uh, the, I don't believe the Kraken. I'm not sure if the Kraken was a Titan. Ah, uh, send in my mind. Well, there's like a sea Kraken. I mean, a sea Titan, I believe. Okay, send him out. Okay, we're sending... I'm sending you. Okay, okay. If I Can I end this connection and move on? Will the Giants... Hold on, James Cashpenny. Hold, hold, hold on. Okay, Giants, go and get everybody. No, 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 not the humans. No, no. Right, all the Hellions, the Hell... Re- You're from Hell, you should be able to recognize them. Okay, you should be able to recognize them. Yeah, see, that guy with the bat wings, that's not normal. 
No, it's not Batman. It's it's a he's flying. Batman's a there's a movie. Okay, so get him. Okay, Giants, you got it. And I thought you were more intelligent than you. Ah, the Giants now understand. Mesmaro, James Cashpenny, disconnecting and separate. Okay. Wow, Ms. Morrow. You really, you really are not a bad person. You got sentenced to hell. That's kind of messed up. Thank you, Ms. Morrow. Um, why don't you uh, hang out closer? I kind of like you, and I, I, I'm like lacking a sidekick. Like, uh, no, Ms. Morrow wants to get back to the who's the boss. I need to get back to the who's the boss. I have a thing for, uh, who do you think I like? Who do you think I like, Mr. James Cashpenny? Well, uh, on that show, there's really only two people you could... Well, I mean, I'd only be comfortable and answer... I, I, I only know... I don't know. It's either Mona or Angela. Who do you think, Mesmaro? I don't... I, I don't... I don't know. The only who's the boss I know is when the guy's mentioning it. So I don't know a lot about who's the boss. Mona... Is the woman Mesmero desires? She is a sultry queen of darkness herself in some way. Okay, Mesmero, go on. Yeah, why don't you go on? Get yourself some James Cash Penny. I mean, go down there, get your fellow who's the boss. I might need you later. Right as James Cash Penny sends off Mesmero, who comes trot, trot, trotting back, but Chiron and Big B, or whoever, Big G, whoever. Chiron's second-in-command as they come riding up to Chiron. Oh, James Cashman is like, Chiron, I've returned to you as your spy. As your spy, James Cashman, the leader of hell, the champion of... Oh, shh. The champion of hell, James Cashman, the king of hell. Okay, Chiron, I'm not the king of hell. I'm not the champ. Oh, we will sing... Hell will sing songs thousands of years in your honor. Oh, James Cashpenny was a wise old man of eyes. Okay, Chiron, I don't need you satyrs or what do you call what are you guys called again? Whatever it is, you horsemen. I know about your phallusing and your drinking and your and your troublemaking. Okay, I'm not your king. I'm just one of you. Hold on, uh, okay. I don't, I don't need you guys to make any songs about me. I'm not your king. I'm not your. I'm just a, just a regular guy, kind of. Well, I'm not a regular guy, but I'm more. Uh, Chiron, what did you see when you were spying? That's what. That's the main thing we're focused on here. Oh, James Cashpenny, the king of hell. I've got some very bad news. What's the bad news? Oh, we saw that man, Hans Gorbelli, you were telling us about. Oh, what awful man he is. And he was meeting with an angel, an archangel, I believe, with a flaming, flaming sword. And there was a host of angels with flaming swords and flaming shields and flaming spears. And they seemed quite upset. And Mr. Gorbelli was pointing in this general direction. Shit, really? A mad angel? Like, were they good angels, or...? Oh, I don't know. They had flaming... The flaming, you know. That's his, uh... 
Ooh, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be have you as king, because this is the first, uh, this is the original mess. Oh, Mr. Capetti. Well, but, yeah, I'm not trying to usurp anybody. Can we score belly, I bet? Because uh, if there was anybody that, I'm not up to any, no, uh, I'm trying to practice a golden rule here, Chiron, right? Oh, yes. And the golden rule is vengeance for hell. No, no, no. No, we've moved beyond that, Chiron. We're we're here for a uh, uh, golden rule. I couldn't let you be be nuked because I wouldn't want to be nuked, and I wouldn't want my family to be nuked, even if they're in hell. If that's I mean, if that's wrong, okay, maybe I just Hans Zimmer, Gorbelli, host angels. Oof. What do you, Chiron? Uh, they they think they're gonna come. They were coming this way. Hmm. And right then, J James Cashpenny looks over to the the old fallen angel who's retelling another episode of Who's the Boss to a gathered host of listeners. And he hears uh, Gandar the Great. Like, oh, 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 Gandar the Great, love all. Oh, Tony, Tony was selling a wawa. James gets an idea. Says Kyron, go grab that uh, Gandar the Great and bring him back here. Oh, should I, should I bash him on the head? No, no, golden rule, golden rule. I'm not sure. I'm. Do you know what karma is, uh, Kyron? Do you, you've heard do unto others as? Wait, you just do it. You're like a lust-filled. You're like Dionysus or something. Whoa, whoa. Okay, I'll teach you about the golden rule, but no bashing is. Remember, you you guys have seen T2, right? Oh, T2. Uh, hasta la vista, baby. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that one. Remember, he makes some... Okay, we don't have time for this, Gandar. We don't have time for this, Chiron. Go get Gandar. Bring him back here, please. All right, I'm off. Goes, grabs Gandar the Great. Brings him back. Right as he's coming back, he's... James Cashman. Okay, don't let him talk. Hold, hold your hand. I'll hold my hand over his mouth, but I don't... I'll hold my hand over Gandar's mouth. Okay, Chiron, I need you to take Gandar the Great down to the end of the end of the canyon to meet these angels. Gandar, we need your powers now. You, one nation to rule them all, or whatever. A, a host of darkness has risen, or, and and we've called upon you, Gandar the Great, and your great in greatness, to put a stop to it and at least buy some time. So you're gonna ride off, Gandar the Great, and you're gonna meet some misguided angels and you're going to talk to them and just go go Chiron bring him and Chiron rides off with Gandar the Great so Chiron rides off with Gandar the Great and then James Cashpenny says hey Big B can I hop on your back and you should ride me down to the front of the canyon I got to check something so Big B rides James Cashpenny back to the the secret passage they came through he goes, okay, Big B, just leave me alone here. And James Cashpenny's all alone back at the wall of this canyon that they'd come through out of hell. And, uh, okay, i got to figure out either hell's gone or it's not. I don't think there's, I don't think, like, heavenly nukes probably don't have radiation, right? So I'm just going to, so James Cashpenny punches in the code to open up the secret door, which is like, as I said before, it's like hitting one rock with your elbow, twisting a rock, whatever. It's not important. And the door opens, 
and behind it is like the like something I don't know something like the essence of nothingness. There's no nothing on the other side. I don't know what I don't know what nothing looks like, but I think like Buddhists or something describe it. Nothingness is the place between breaths, <laughs> or or some some transcendent thing like that. And that's what James Cashpenny sees is the the space between breaths. So there's no more hell, a traditional hell. It's gone. It was nuked. And James Cashpenny closes back up the door and he just looks over. He surveys the canyon full of well, people from hell. I, I assume the like I think I last episode or a couple, probably the entire population of hell. And then as he notices, the giants come flying back through this hole in the roof with mouth loads of uh, other hell residents. And James kind of sighs and he looks at the canyon in front of him and knows he doesn't have long before there possibly is an army of sword flame-wielding angels coming their way. Who knows what they're going to do? Who knows what they want? Who knows what James Cash Penny's going to do? Where's R.W. when he needs him? The whole nine yards. What was the story with Angela Bessos? Is that going to play out? All these questions and more will be answered soon on our next episode. So go ahead and get a good night's sleep, all right? Because stuff's going to happen soon. All right, good night.